Whoa, Bethany, great shot. You're good at this. Why, thank you, Ryan. You're not so bad yourself. Hey, what's up, Tessa? Oh, are you guys playing ping pong? You can call it ping pong, but we are playing table tennis. And that's game, Bethany. Yeah! Wait, what's the difference between ping pong and table tennis? I'm so happy you asked, Tessa. We've got a Paralympic table tennis bronze medalist stopping by today, and he can explain it to you. I'm Bethany Van Delft. It's Saturday, March 5th, and this is the 10 News Gets Extra. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let me ask you. Did you know that in the United States, all kids, regardless of ability, are entitled to a free public education? This right is guaranteed by the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, also known as IDEA. During the COVID-19 pandemic, many schools weren't providing the services that help make education accessible for students with disabilities and special needs. So federal education officials have been reminding schools that all students have a right to education, regardless of the challenges schools faced during the pandemic. The Department of Education sent out reminders to schools to provide compensatory services, which means anything that a student needs in order to regain lost skills and make progress learning. So this could mean more time with a speech or a physical therapist or extra tutoring in subjects like math and reading. And good news, in New York State, Governor Hochul just announced big investments into education and resources for kids with disabilities and their families. More funding means more and better services, so hopefully other states will follow New York's example. Kudos, New York. Now let's head to our interview with Paralympian Jensen Van Emberg. Jensen sat down with the 10 News head writer, Ryan Willard. Take it away, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, humans of all ages, races, and genders, hailing from San Antonio, Texas, and representing the United States Paralympic team, he won the bronze medal at the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. Please welcome Jensen Van Emberg. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for having me. Really, it is an honor. I appreciate it. Of course, Jensen. Welcome, welcome, my friend. Um, so, first of all, can you tell us who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? My name is Jensen Van Emberg. I'm from now from San Antonio, Texas, training full time, and I uh, play table tennis for the U.S. and travel internationally. And so you are the bronze medal winner at the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. That's correct? Yes. Yes. Well, that's first of all, amazing. But can you tell us about your disability and how it affects your life? So my disability is spinal cord injury, which means that I'm injured from my armpits down. So I can't walk. I have trouble things with the bathroom. And of course I use a wheelchair for my everyday life instead of walking on my feet. And can you tell us other proper words to use when describing uh, disabilities for people and why should we use them? I think we should just use them to create more awareness and kind of educate people to have a better understanding that everybody is different and not every disability is the same as 
the other person, even though we both have spinal cord injury, we both probably have different things that we struggle with or have to deal with to overcome every day. What's the difference between table tennis and ping pong? And how did you get into the sport? I guess the big difference is the training every day, the, the equipment that you use. I mean, I train about three to four hours almost every day with my coach, two sessions each day, and it's just a lot of hard work. I feel like ping pong is more you kind of do it for recreation in your basement or in your garage. So table tennis is like the high-level professional Olympic, Paralympic sport of it. Yeah. And how did you go from being just regular Jensen Van Emberg, regular player, to being one of the best in the world and representing the U.S. at the Paralympics? I think the main thing was me just working really hard every day leading up to Tokyo. I had a new coach named Vlad Farkas. He's probably the best coach I've worked with. He's taken my game to another level. And we just really just worked every single day, except the weekends, because I need, you know, rest so I don't hurt my body. But I mean, we worked so much a, a whole year before the Paralympics and really just improved my game and worked on things that I knew I could improve. Jensen, I've never been to anything with the letters L-Y-M-P-I-C in it. I've never competed in them. I've never gotten to watch them. What are the Paralympics like to attend and also to compete in? The Olympics and the Paralympics are just just a different level of, of, of like competing in a sport. Like the level and the stage and everything. Everybody has their eyes on that. So it's... It's a lot of pressure, but it's also a really a big honor to be able to represent my own country at such a high stage. How does the competition in the Paralympics work with something like table tennis, right? So if you have your disability and you do you go up against people with similar disabilities or is it broken up into classes or, or ranks? How does that work? So they break it up into, for the wheelchairs, they break it up into five disability classes. So I'm class three, so I'm kind of in the middle. And they what they do is kind of just sort everyone that is similar to your disability, even though there still is a really pretty big range between, you know, the top class three and the bottom class three. But it's still, I mean, it's never going to be perfect. But it's they just try to get it as close as possible. So you're not playing somebody that is way less disabled than you. Got it. So you, you would never play someone like Tal Leibowitz, right? Since no, he's not, not in a wheelchair. It's only wheelchair people that you exactly. are competing yeah, exactly. against. Got it. Okay. Um, thank you for clarifying that. I actually never knew that. And I would have no chance against Tal anyway. So I'm happy it's like that. So... What's the best part of being at the Paralympics as a competitor? I think the best part is that I'm there representing my country, you know, the United States of America. Well, you've already been to the Paralympics. You've won a bronze. What are your next goals and how do you plan on achieving them? So my next goals is I'm leaving to the Spanish Open next month, actually one month from today for a tournament. And then also later in the year is my biggest goal, which is the world championships that I will be participating in 
And that will also take place in Spain in November. So that's what I really have my eyes on this year. That's very exciting. I'm going to wish you the best of luck and I'll be following to watch and see how you do and cheering you on. Um, Now here at the 10 News, we do something where we talk about what we call groundbreakers. They're the people that paved the way for you to do what you do today. Do you have any people uh, that have inspired you or that you feel paved the way for you to be who you are today? I think I have a few athletes that inspire me. Of course, my favorite athlete of all time, Rafael Nadal, tennis player. I mean, I take so much from him, from his hard work to his determination to never giving up, even when you get injured or you have, you know, a setback, always to overcome it. So I also look up to um, Mike Dempsey. He's one of the greatest table tennis, Paralympic table tennis players of all time. And I've been told that when I was younger, that I looked a lot like him when I was starting out playing and they actually had two photos and compared them. And it was a really big similarity. So the family really appreciated that as, you know, Mike Dempsey passed away many, many years ago. And I actually played my first tournament at the Mike Dempsey Memorial. So that is who else I also look up to from USA Table Tennis. So we are going to jump into a little segment that I call serious and not so serious questions. This is about as intense as probably your last match at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, just so you know. Uh, And you want to answer as fast as you can. If you get any answers wrong or if you hesitate, I will send you a four pound bag of glitter inside your next birthday card. Do you understand? Okay, I understand. Yeah, and glitter gets everywhere, just so you know. Okay. It's a mess. All right, serious and not so serious questions with Jensen. First question, besides table tennis, what are you better at than most people? Video games. What games? Fortnite. Ooh. Would you rather be stuck in a closet that smelled like dog farts or in a closet that sounded like cat screams? Dog farts. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. What celebrity would you like to play table tennis with? Rafael Nadal. What's your favorite movie? Fast and Furious 7. Who is your favorite summer Paralympian? Summer Paralympian, I would say uh, Tal Leibovitz. Tal Leibovitz, the guy's a legend. Okay. What came first, the ping pong paddle or the ping pong ball? Paddle. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, I think that's correct. I I can't verify (laughs) because no one actually knows. (laughs) Do you wear your bronze medal when you compete in table tennis matches? Oh, no way. It's it's way too heavy. I don't want to sound like like cocky or anything, but it's way too heavy to be able to play it (laughs) during table tennis. No way. What's the weirdest place that you've ever worn your bronze medal? I mean, when I first got it, I wore it everywhere I went in Tokyo. So literally everyone saw it that I passed by. So I guess that was kind of weird because I kind of wanted the attention for once. It's not weird at all. If you, that's all I'm saying is if you got the bronze medal, Jensen, you got to be wearing it, bro. Like, you know how scary that would be to be facing someone who's literally wearing a medal around their neck? It's intimidation, my friend. You should think about this. Last question. Why do you always beat me in table tennis? Maybe because I train a lot and I play almost every day. 
a thing that kind of helps me be pretty good at table tennis and to beat you. <laughs> yes, you beat me every single time we play, but apparently it's because you train harder and you probably are much more talented than I am. Uh, Jensen, thank you so much for stopping by the 10 News. You were an absolute legend. Thank you so much for sharing everything you did today. Thank and you for having me. Anytime, my friend. Uh, Bethany, we're going to go back to you. Thanks for joining us, Jensen. And good luck on your journey to the 2024 Paralympics. And Ryan, good luck crashing the snack table. You know you want to. Did you know that the first table tennis paddles were the backs of cigar boxes? And the balls were champagne corks? And the net? Just some books piled up on a table. How industrious. Wealthy Victorian English people played an indoor version of tennis using whatever they had around until it became so popular that manufacturers started making special game equipment. Have you ever created any games out of stuff around your house? You know we want to hear about it. Visit the10news.com slash contact and let us know. We want to play. Up next, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. The most successful Paralympian of all time is U.S. athlete Trisha Zorn. She has 46 medals in total and competed from 1980 to 2004. Can you guess her sport? Is it A, swimming, B, running, or C, skiing? Did you guess it? The answer is A, swimming. Trisha Zorn has won 32 gold medals, nine silver medals, and five bronze medals. She was born blind and was the first visually impaired athlete to win a Division I scholarship. In 1988, she was nominated for Sports Illustrated Woman of the Year. She went on to teach in inclusive education, meaning differently able students and typically developing students are in classrooms alongside one another, celebrating and learning from each other's differences. I mean, that's how it should be. That's all we've got for today. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, People love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So shop TommyJohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash 10 news for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash 10 news. See site for details. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. 
The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is in a heated table tennis tournament and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Ryan Willard, Logan DeYoung, Tessa Flannery, and Natalie Alonzo. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Now I'm going to go grab a plate and an avocado pit and see if I can't get a table tennis game going. Want to serve, Ryan? This podcast has been named a Common Sense Selection by Common Sense Media. Recognized for its outstanding content for kids and families. 